The Pickleball Show is brought to you by PBX Club. PBX stands for Pickleball Excellence. Join today and get the latest pickleball tips and strategies, news, and opinion. Save money on paddles and other equipment with coupon codes to online pickleball retailers. Get travel discounts to tournaments and a whole lot more. How much does it cost to become a PBX Club member? Well, it's free. Just go to freepbxclub.com. That's freepbxclub.com. There's even a link in the show notes for this episode. FreePBXClub.com. PBX Pickleball Excellence. Join the club. It's free. This is Gail Leach, author of The Art of Pickleball, and here's the host of The Pickleball Show, Chris Allen. Thank you, Gail, and welcome to the show dedicated to helping you play better pickleball while having even more fun and meeting new friends who share your passion for this great sport. My name is Chris Allen, joining you from Asheville, North Carolina today, and we are making new friends on the new format we have here for The Pickleball Show. It is a webinar format where anybody from anywhere in the world can join in live as we record these shows and they can listen in, ask questions, interact with our guests, take polls, participate in quizzes. Who is out there right now? If uh, you want to raise your hand and I can unmute your microphone. How about you, Joe Borelli? How are you doing today? Hey, good afternoon, Chris. How are you doing? Hey, doing well. Thank you for joining us today on the Pickleball Show. Well, I appreciate it, and uh, I like the format, and uh, I've enjoyed listening so far. So uh, keep up the good work. We sure will. And uh, hang on. If you have a question for our guest today, I'll tell you about them. And also, we're going to launch a little poll here. Let's see. Here's one. Here's one that's apropos for today's show. This poll is your favorite brand of tennis shoe. You've got your choice between Nike, Reebok, New Balance, K-Swiss, or other And if you vote for other, uh, feel free to leave in the chat box what that other is. Go ahead and take that poll right now, and uh, we'll close it out in just a minute while I tell you about our guest today. Joining us from uh, Connecticut, Dr. Alan Rosenthal. Dr. Rosenthal is a podiatrist. He's written for several tennis magazines, discovered pickleball not too long ago. Doctor, how are you today? I am fine. Thank you for having me on the show. How long ago did you discover pickleball? The funny thing, the way it happened is our local ambassador came in as a patient and she started telling me about this sport. I've been a longtime uh, tennis player, doubles high school player, and started playing like three, four years ago. And I love it. And it's helped my tennis game also. Well, that's great. It's so good to have you on the show, not just as a, uh, as a pickleball fanatic, but as a doctor as well. And I should go ahead and get this out of the way that this is just for entertainment purposes. Uh, nothing that uh, he says should be construed as, you know, specific medical advice for you. Don't do anything without consulting your own physician who knows your own history first. Wouldn't you agree with that? doctor? Oh, definitely. And uh, if you want someone in my profession uh, who specializes in sports medicine, uh, we belong to the American Academy of Podiatric Sports Medicine, which you can find on the internet. And also joining us today, the pickleball guru himself, Mr. Prame Carnot, who you can find at pickleballguru.com. Thanks, Chris. Uh, I'm always uh, enjoying uh, being on your show and uh, listening to all the expert panelists uh, you always gather. Welcome to Dr. Alan Rosendell, and looking forward to hearing a lot of good information from him. Well, let's get into it right now. And first, I'll close the poll out, and that is your favorite brand of tennis shoe. Everybody participating in the uh, the webinar today gets to vote in the poll and if you haven't go ahead last chance to vote i'm going to close it out in three two one 
And let's see what the results are. We've got Nike at 29%. We've got New Balance, 33%. And the winner is Other. No big clear winner on that. What about you, Dr. Rosenthal? What do you think is the most important thing in terms of brand? Yeah, uh, brand I don't normally recommend because the last can be so different for each uh, individual company. Mm -hmm. So there's no one brand that you would stake your claim as to being the best? No, and I test out shoes for Tennis Magazine, and I kind of switch back and forth myself depending on the surface I play in. Now, what? Uh, let's say I'm going to the shoe store today. I need a new pair of shoes to play pickleball. What should I be looking for when I walk into that shoe store? Particularly, first of all, you should get a shoe that is for that sport. You wouldn't want to be wearing a running shoe which unfortunately I see a lot of patients wear, and they end up having ankle sprains and twisting their foot. You want to look at the shoe itself, that it has proper support in the toe box, that it bends at it where your foot flexes, because everybody's foot may flex at a different position. You want to make sure you have enough heel cushioning on the particular shoe. You want to make sure the heel is stabilized, it's not flimsy. You want to wear the socks that you normally wear for pickleball. You want to go get fitted in the afternoon or after you actually play pickleball, again, with the socks that you're normally going to wear because your feet normally swell during the daytime or after an activity. Okay, good advice. So wait till after you've been playing or in the afternoon to go buy your shoes, and that way you'll right. get a, you'll get a truer indication of what your, what your real size is and what the comfort level is the of the shoe. The other thing is if you have a particular shoe and you like it, you may want to buy two pairs of shoes and rotate them. And then the other thing is you want to make sure that you replace the shoe often. After like in running, it's 300 to 400 miles a year. In basketball, court sports like tennis and pickleball, maybe 45 to 60 hours of continuous play all year. That you should replace your shoes. Wow. So after 60 hours, you should replace your shoes? Yeah, I know. That seems like very little to a pickleball player. Yeah, if you're, yeah, I'm playing four hours a day. So, I mean, after after 15 uh, days of play, I, I need a new pair of shoes. What ends up happening is the inner sole of the shoe will wear out faster than the outer sole. The compression of playing all the time, the beating down on it will compress these materials and uh, end up having overuse syndromes in the uh, foot and uh, leg. That's very important. Your shoe will wear out more on the inside than it will wear on the outside. Could I just replace the inner soles? You can use that, or the other thing you should bring in is if you have an orthotics, you should bring those along when you fit the shoe also. Okay. Uh, you can replace the inner sole, but the shock absorption of the heel is usually worn out after that much play. Wow, I can't believe 60 hours and that's all you get. Yeah, that's the studies have been done, yeah. And and who paid for the studies? Was it Reebok and Nike? And <laughs> Nike. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, that's the old, yeah, you need to change your oil every 3,000 miles. You're supposed the car recommend, you're right, the car manufacturers recommend that oil. <laughs> really, you can get five or some say, you know, even more than that. But, yeah, I uh, think you can go a little bit longer, yeah. but it's a good advice to replace shoes at least yearly. Uh -huh. I have no uh, contract with any shoe companies presently. <laughs> Now, you mentioned that you discovered pickleball by somebody coming into your office. Uh, when people do come into your office and they are pickleball players, do you see a common injury and maybe even more importantly, a common preventable injury over and over again? Well, I think a lot of the patients come in with uh, heel pain, plantar fasciitis, mm -hmm. and it could be simply not wearing the correct shoe for the sport, not changing out the shoe. But it could be an inherent biomechanical issue with them 
and then they need, you know, treatment in, in some different manners. It could be simply a stretching and ice and anti-inflammatories. It could be putting something in your shoe, an orthotic. I have a laser that I use in my office to help treat that. There's also shockwave therapy, and then there's also surgery if, if everything else fails. Plantar fasciitis, is that primarily caused by bone spurs? No, bone spurs, you can have an, a bone spur, heel spur on the x-ray. It doesn't mean that you have plantar fasciitis. It's a uh, ligamentous-like band that runs along the bottom of the foot, much like a bow, uh, a string on a bow and an arrow, and when your foot compresses after you get up or you're active, it stretches it and it, has, it can pull the covering over the heel and cause a heel spur, but it's not the heel spur that's causing the problem. It's the pulling when you get up or when you're active. Prame, you're coaching constantly. You're out there on the court over and over, day after day in your intensive boot camps. Um, do you ever run any, into any problems like that? Not, not in terms of uh, footwear uh, issues, uh, and I uh, concur with uh, what Alan was talking about. In most cases, uh, what I generally tend to do is also have uh, three or four pairs which I rotate around. And I, I did go around and try all sorts of tennis court shoes in the market until uh, I found one which uh, worked for me and uh, which has been uh, very ideal. Um, What's your favorite, Prem? The brand I've been using is, uh, is called Babolat. Actually, I like that too. How do you spell uh, it again, Prem? It's Babolat, B-A-B-O-L-A-T. The company is actually uh, owned by the Michelin tires, so they have a very good uh, R&D. Another thing about that shoe is it has more leather than uh, kangaroo leather that's pretty soft and pretty comfortable for a player. And I actually wear those too. It's funny that you should wear those. Wow, well, that's uh, uh, a cross-the-board recommendation here. That's uh, pretty interesting. I haven't heard of that brand. They make a lot of tennis rackets. The other thing about tennis shoes, a lot of them have, especially if you're playing on hard courts all the time, they have guarantees on the sole, and they're made from uh, different materials, and it, they won't wear out as uh, fast, or they'll replace them if they do wear out. Hmm, mm -hmm. interesting. That's true. Let's take your questions now for Dr. Alan Rosenthal or Prem Carno. If you have a question, just hit your little hand button, and that will raise your hand here on the webinar, and I'll be able to see you. Gene, where are you calling from today? Uh, I'm in Chesterfield, Virginia. Thank you for joining us. And what's your question, either for Dr. Alan Rosenthal or for Prem Carnot? Well, I don't really have a question. I'd just like to say that when I first started playing, I bought two pair of uh, court shoes, one for inside and one for outside. Mm -hmm. And that really worked for me. The first time I played, I was a mess. And I was all over the floor more than I was standing. And once I switched to the uh, the court shoes, it really made a big difference. The ones I play with outside are actually tennis court shoes. And the ones I play with inside are racquetball shoes. That's fine. But, uh, yeah, and, and it works. It really does work for me. It keeps me on my feet more, more now. <laughs> Some people have, like, ankle problems. And if they wear a basketball shoe, it might be more comfortable for them so they don't roll over on that ankle. Yeah. So that's a pretty good decision on his part. Now, are there certain types of treatment or supplements that can cause, there was something, and I can't remember what it was, but it's, it, I remember reading the side effects and it said it caused Achilles problems, and I can't... <laughs> that's an antibiotic called Cipro. Cipro, and that's what it was. it's controversy in the literature. In fact, I was having this discussion with a ski buddy of mine who's a gastroenterologist. It's a very low percentage of Achilles. I mean, it'll say on the warning uh, when you get the antibiotic that it can cause tendonitis and it can cause Achilles tendonitis. So if you were on a long-term 
treatment of it, I would be kind of cautious at that point. Okay. I would consult with your physician if there was any doubt in anybody's mind, because they know the individual's history. If you were an athlete that, uh, or a weekend warrior who didn't exercise quite a bit on a frequent basis and didn't stretch out his Achilles tendon and you were on this for a long time, yeah, there's probably a, a good chance you might do some injury to that tendon. You got to know your body and, you gotta, and your physician should know your body. So I think the big takeaways for today, you said uh, rotating the shoes uh, it makes a, a huge difference. If you if you have a pair you like, get two or three of those pairs and rotate them out, right? Yeah, and the other thing is, you don't have to wear your tennis shoes to the court or outside the court. Just use them for pickleball. You know, don't wear them every day when you're going shopping. That's going to wear them out more too. Have a dedicated pair like you have a dedicated racket. Have a dedicated pair for tennis. A dedicated pair for pickleball. That's probably something that I need to go ahead and, uh, and invest in. I've got the one pair. I do use them only for pickleball, but I think rotating them out might be wise too. That is real good advice. Uh, Cliff, did you have a question? If you do, I can uh, unmute your microphone and you're on with Dr. Alan Rosenthal. Hey, Cliff. Yes, hello. Uh, good afternoon, Chris. Dr. Rosenthal and Frame. Uh, calling here from uh, Bristol, Rhode Island. Uh, my good friend, uh, Alan here. I just got one thing to say that any sport that can uh, get a Yankee fan and a Red Sox fan together. <laughs> <laughs> a little inside joke. Tell me a story, man. You got your first gold medal with me? <laughs> that was our first gold medal. Okay. Oh, yeah. In the, in the previous episode, you had mentioned, Cliff, that you and Dr. Rosenthal were partners in a tournament. In the yes. Mid Atlantic in uh, Westport, Norwalk, Connecticut. We ended up parking together, and the first day I saw him, he was wearing a Red Sox hat. And I'm a diehard New York Yankees fan, and we had to have our pictures taken together wearing our hats. And did win a gold medal. <laughs> it brings all, all types together, this sport. I love yeah. it. The great uniter. The <laughs> um, Patriot fan. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my question, uh, Dr. Rosenthal, not sure if you know this, uh, about three months ago, I had Achilles tendon surgery. Mm -hmm. I had a condition called Achilles insertional calcific tendinosis. Mm -hmm. So covering from that right now, and uh, I've started physical. It's been three months now that I haven't played any pickleball, and I'm doing my physical therapy, and I'm going crazy because I cannot play pickleball. So my question is, perhaps you could offer some suggestions as far as trying to get back into pickleball mode gradually. I guess you know. Well, I think you want to get. Continue with your physical therapy. Again, this is all in conjunction with your surgeon's advice. I don't know how much extensive dissection he did. Physical therapy. You may try other sports, swimming, yeah, cycling. Been. Keeping your weight down will always help. Um, <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> I, 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 well, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I've had uh, surgery also on my knees, and when I went back to playing a sport, I would just... Find a partner and just hit without moving. There used to be a tennis player, Thomas Muster, who used to sit on a bench after knee surgery and just hit forehand and backhands constantly. Right. But he didn't put a weight on his, uh, his knee. Bicycling, uh, swimming, any kind of upper extremity stretching uh, weights will, or, you know, training will also help Cliff. Okay, great. Thank and good you luck. And you can come play with Dan. <laughs> yeah, well, that's go for a number two gold medal this time. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Cliff, thank you very much. I appreciate you calling in today. And as Al said, Thomas Musser actually ended up winning the French Open after that new surgery. Yes, exactly. 
<laughs> ah, I guess he'll serve as a as an inspiration for us all that uh, have an injury and need to come back from, that's for sure. We're going to go to Cheryl here in just a second, but before that, we're going to do a little uh, true-false trivia quiz here right from the rule book. Let's go ahead and launch this quiz. And the uh, quiz question is, in a 15-point game, you switch sides when the first team reaches seven points. It's a true or false question. In a 15-point game, you switch sides when the first team reaches seven points. Vote on that right now, and we're going to go over to Cheryl, and I'm going to unmute your microphone, Cheryl. Tell your computer or your phone that, yes, you want to talk and you want to open up your mic. We'll be able to see it, and then you'll be on live with Dr. Alan Rosenthal and Prem Carnot, the pickleball guru. Okay, well, Cheryl, we'll give it another try on another episode. All right, now continue to vote on this, true or false, in a 15-point game. You switch sides when the first team reaches seven points. I'm going to close it out in three, two, one. And we've got 32% saying true, 68% say false, and it is false. You actually switch sides when the first team reaches eight points. Two-thirds got it right, so that's pretty good. And that is from Rule 5C4. Dr. Rosenthal, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. I have to thank Prem. I've read his book, and uh, I really enjoy it also. And I know he's clinics up in my area, too. Yeah, he'll be up in the East Coast as well. And uh, yeah, Prem is, is all over the country and all over the world. And you can find out exactly what he's up to at pickleballguru.com. Prem, thank you again. Thanks very much, Chris. So what are your thoughts about what we discussed today? We'd love to hear from you. Email us anytime. Mail at pickleballshow.com. That's mail at pickleballshow.com. Dot com. That's where you can find us on the internet, too, pickleballshow.com. We're on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash pickleballshow, uh, twitter.com slash, wait for it, pickleballshow. <laughs> we make it easy for you. And we'd love to hear from you anytime on any of those places. Also, head over to iTunes if you get a chance. Hit the subscribe button, which means you'll never miss an episode. Plus, if you feel it's appropriate, leave us a five-star review, which helps boost us up in the rankings, makes it a lot easier for other pickleball players to find this show. I'm Chris Allen. This is the Pickleball Show. And until next week, keep them low. The Pickleball Show is brought to you by PBX Club. PBX stands for Pickleball Excellence. Join today and get the latest pickleball tips and strategies, news, and opinion. Save money on paddles and other equipment with coupon codes to online pickleball retailers. Get travel discounts to tournaments and a whole lot more. How much does it cost to become a PBX Club member? Well, it's free. Just go to freepbxclub.com. That's freepbxclub.com. There's even a link in the show notes for this episode. FreePBXClub.com. PBX Pickleball Excellence. Join the club. It's free.